God created the earth and everything in it, including man and woman, to be in perfect union with him. Then the fall happened, and this is where evil entered the world because of human wrongdoing. As a result of this, a covenant was formed, and this is a binding agreement between God and his people Israel, and it's recorded in chapters 19 to 24 in Exodus. It says that if the Israelites held up their end of the bargain, then God would make them a great nation. Essentially, this is how the people had relationship with God at the time. It's how they were pointed towards him and it also allowed for him to encourage and bless them as well under the separation that had occurred. To clarify, this was never God's intention for total unity and equality on earth. It was him accommodating for our mistakes. Now, alongside this, laws and regulations came into place that had implications that caused a greater divide between man and woman in relation with God. One of the really obvious ones was that circumcision became the symbol of the old covenant. This meant that only those who were circumcised were seen as in relationship with God. Now, you and I both know that only one gender can get circumcised. So this meant that women were always left out of the room when decision making was happening. Another few laws came into place and um, that were directly discriminatory and hateful towards women. One of which said that if an unmarried woman wasn't a virgin, her city had to stone her. Another one said that if a man took a female captive, then he should take her as her wife if he's attracted to her. It says to give her a month or so to mourn the loss of her family, but after that, she's basically good to go. These are just a few examples of the lowly view that was had of women in ancient times and also the power that men had that was sometimes and often used wrongfully. Now, again, this was never God's intention for equality and humanity to be united on earth. This was never his view of women. He created women and men to be of equal worth and of equal standing with him. To put this in perspective, I am an unmarried woman, if you didn't already know. And so if these laws were in place today, it would mean that I would never, ever be allowed in the room when decision making was happening. It would mean that if I had committed a sexual act of any kind, that you lot would have to stone me. It would also mean that I wouldn't have any choice or say in who I married. I'd be forced into it. Thankfully, that is not the world we live in today. However, I wonder if that's because times have changed or because the covenant has changed. Luckily, God had an action plan all along in Jesus. And when Jesus came to earth, died for our sins and rose again, he bridged the gap between God and humanity. It made the old covenant futile because it was no longer needed for relationship to happen between us and God. And instead, the new covenant was formed. Let's take a look at what Jesus said to his disciples in Luke 22 verse 20. After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. As soon as Jesus died on the cross, he took the whole wrath of God from our wrongdoing. All were forgiven and God said that anyone and everyone who believes in Jesus may have eternal life with him. He didn't say he can, but she can't. There were no terms and conditions to this. 
God said anyone who believes in Jesus may have eternal life with him. Instead of the old covenant symbol of circumcision that only applied to one gender, instead the new covenant symbol was baptism, which is totally accessible for everyone. Instead of the laws and the regulations by which to live by, God gave us the Holy Spirit to help us live like him and in relationship with him. This is a spirit by which we, both man and woman, can freely receive gifts of encouragement, of wisdom, of teaching and of prophecy and many, many more. This new covenant brought a full reordering of women in equal standing with men. Now, A critic to what I've just said may say that by holding this belief as the church, the body of Christ on earth, we are leaning too far into culture and not leaning enough into scripture. That by holding this belief, we are trying to keep up with the times of 2020 feminism. And by doing that, we're trying to make something true that is not necessarily biblical. We are not the ones reordering. Jesus did that 2000 years ago and we're only just catching up. We've held ourselves back as the church in becoming totally united and totally one with God by not living by and accepting this truth. Now, I think at G2, most of us would believe that men and women are equal. Then we know the new covenant that Jesus has brought to us. I've been so fortunate to be raised as a leader at G2 and both in my workplace, Fusion, as an equal to my male counterparts in roles, in my salary, and mostly in the language used towards me as well. However, I've also had times when people have made sarcastic comments that have disrespected my leadership and my authority in Jesus. I've had my opinion blatantly ignored before when I've been asked for it, because a male friend has said his and mine was no longer wanted or needed in their eyes. I've had my opinion completely disregarded before because I've cried. I know many females who are too emotional or too quiet or not confident enough and have been overlooked because of that in their leadership. But maybe they're the qualities that we want in the leadership of our church. It's so easy for old covenant thinking to creep into our thinking in the church. When we think of someone to do a talk, do we think of a guy before we think of a girl? When we think of a small group leader, do we think of a man before we think of a woman? Equally, when we're thinking of someone to lead the cafe team, are we thinking of a woman's name before we're thinking of a man's name? Just in the same vein, when we're talking about kids team, do men rule themselves out while women rule themselves in? Believing in equality is not the same as living out equality and we need to be aware of this. Let's have a look at Romans 12 verses 3 to 8 shall we? It says, For by the grace given me I say to every single one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. 
If it is encouraging, then give encouragement. If it's in giving, then, then give generously. If it is in leading, then do it diligently. And if it is showing mercy, then do it cheerfully. By holding old covenant thinking, we are restricting the gifts that God has given us to bless the church and bless humanity to just one group of people. And by doing this, we've cut out half the population. And by doing that, we've completely undermined Jesus and the Holy Spirit's authority as well. Men and women have different perspectives and both are needed in advancing the kingdom. An equal together gospel that recognises men and women as core image bearers is good news for the church. And only when we fully empower each other in our gifts will we see the church restored to the way that God had created it to be. Paul says in Romans 8 verse 11, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. Ladies, the same power that has raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. Gentlemen, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. You and your gifts are needed on earth for everyone to see God's redemption and restoration. That's you, the gifts that have been given to you. You have his power and his strength and you just need to step into it. He gives us our authority to show his name to others. It doesn't need to be how it's always been. Let's ask God to help us move out of our old covenant thinking and into fully empowering each other so that we can see heaven on earth in the way that God wanted it to be. In what ways do we have old covenant thinking? Men, are there times when you've knowingly or unknowingly hurt, shamed or excluded women in your circles? Women, are there experiences of pain that you need to process? Maybe you've talked your way out of processing them and into overlooking them. To the women specifically, being excluded because of your gender is not how it's supposed to be. Being silenced because of your gender is not how it's supposed to be. Being abused and assaulted because of your gender is not how it's supposed to be. Jesus modelled equality and freedom in the gift of his spirit. And this is how it's supposed to be, to fully empower each other, to step into the gifts that he has given us as men and as women together. It's important that we process these experiences now. With no shame, God doesn't bring us shame. And sit with them to let him speak so that we can move from pain into healing and from insecurities and lies into truth. It's time that we ask God, how do we move forward together? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you have been with us since the day we were formed. God, we thank you that you have created us to be perfectly united and loved by you. God, we thank you that you see us all as worthy. God, we thank you that you are for us in every situation. And Father, we want to apologise where we've had old covenant thinking or held it over ourselves. God, we ask that you highlight to us where this has been the case 
and help us move into your truth in your new covenant. And Lord, we ask that you also bring us healing from the experiences that have hurt and damaged us. Lord, may we hold on to the truth that you bring full restoration and full comfort from pain. Lord, help us step into your strength and your authority. And Father, help us empower one another to be the people that you see us as as holy and strong, compassionate, gentle beings that are totally for your kingdom on earth. Lord, help us be these people and help us move forward together in you, we ask. In your holy name we pray. Amen.